This week's episode is brought to you by the Oblong Box Shop, featuring original vintage-inspired designs by Danielle Von Fitch. Because every day is Halloween at the Oblong Box Shop. Oh, did, did you realize that there's actually a movie called The Oblong Box? I believe it's a Vincent Price movie, in fact. Yes, actually I was. And it, I believe it came from an Edgar Allan Poe tale. And they have everything, Joe. They've got tiki designs, all kinds of subgenre designs, Joe. You, you may not have realized this, but clothing has subgenres. They've got tiki designs. They've got goth. They've got retro designs. They have even a Halloween set that she uh, brings out every year, limited edition sets of, of, of skirts or whatever that have a cool... Uh, authentic original design by Danielle Von Fitch. And there are men's shirts to go with those designs, Joe, in case you were wondering. Will they even have sizes like for a big and tall guy like myself? Oh yeah, Joe, they've got, you got your L's, they got your XL's, they got your double XL's. They, I, I don't even know. They might even have triple XL. I'm not sure. They have men's and women, everything you need, Joe. And Ms. Von Fitch actually just opened her new studio in Santa Clarita near Magic Mountain out here in California. So next time you're in town, people, and you want to go to the Ugly Mug, and you want to go to Halloween Town, and you want to go to Camp Horror, and all the awesome Burbank things we've got, you also just make a little 25-minute, 20-minute trip up to Santa Clarita, stop by the Oblong Box Shop's little studio, and you're going to love it. So in addition to shopping online at www dot the oblongboxshop.com you can stop by her studio and shop in person her hours are one to four monday through friday and some saturdays check out her website www.theoblongboxshop.com for upcoming events and new product launches and now cinescare listeners get an extra 15 percent at the oblongboxshop.com by entering the code CINESCARE15. That's one word, CINESCARE15. Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And of course, joining us as he does every week since March is the wonderful super fan, Mr. Mark Biscati. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me back. Joe, thanks for having me back and happy 30th uh, episode. Wow. Has it been 30 episodes? Yeah, this is number 30 for wow. you guys and me, I yeah. guess. Yeah, no, it's uh, 30 episodes today, Mr. Joe. Can you believe it? No, I never thought we'd get out of the aughts. No. Let alone the, the 30s. Uh, well, the, that would have only been nine episodes, Joe. That would have been pretty sad. <laughs> I didn't I have a whole lot of faith on us early on. Yeah, I guess so. I don't want to understand the aughts. What, what, what's the aughts? The zeros. Aught would be... Oh, zeros. Zero one, gotcha. Zero two, zero three, yeah. You're so yeah. smart. <laughs> You're so smart for knowing <laughs> You're so common smart. everyday things. Hey, Zara Mahler that. said I was smart, so it's a she running did. theme. Yeah, yeah, she did. Smart oh, I miss, Joe. I miss her. 
Yeah. Do you still have that sound cue queued up? Oh, I'm. I got it. It's like my new ringtone. Very um, smart, Joe. Smart, Joe. Uh, well, the last two weeks. Actually, there's been a lot happened in the last two weeks. I don't know if you're aware of this, Joe, but Halloween was a little over a week ago. A week ago, this past Sunday, and it was it was crazy here at my place. We had a, over 800 trick or treaters at my place. I was dressed up as Michael Myers, and we had uh, people coming up taking pictures with me, and and uh, we had our ske- our twelve foot skeletons, both of them up, and it was crazy. It was fantastic. And Jimmy O actually even stopped by with his son and his wife. God, you're like so, a regular Mickey Mouse of Halloween. That's yeah. so cool. Like Jimmy O uh, showed up. Yeah, yeah, oh, he that's came so over. cool. Yeah, he he. Uh, I, I told him that we had, you know, we were gonna, it was a big deal on my street or whatever. So he came by and we talked for a little bit, but yeah. So, see, so you're breaking records, and here I am creating all these Halloween props and a huge cemetery in my backyard and hanging spider webs off the top of the garage. And I, I got maybe 50 kids. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're on a cul de sac, though, kind of out of the way, though, right, Joe? Oh yeah, I mean, I it's not like it's easy to find, but still, you know, you go through all that effort, you'd like somebody to see it. So yeah, it, exactly. It seems like the kind of neighborhood that would get a lot of trick or treaters, though. You yeah, know, it seems like families and and whatnot up and down there, right? Yeah, yeah. And were there a lot of other houses decorated? Uh, no, there were maybe four or five in our neighborhood. Uh, although I did, we drove around later in the night, uh, through the quad cities and we saw, I don't know, 10 or 15 total houses that were decked out pretty well. So, yeah, we, we had quite a few on our, the people who live across the street from us did theirs up huge in this, like, it was like clowns and, uh, everything was, it was like a graveyard, but it was all painted in, in like, uh, fluorescent colors. It was very bright and like bl- black light kind of thing. You know, everything was very glow in the dark sort of thing. And and the the guy, the 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 man, he was on stilts in a big clown outfit. <laughs> and then they and then they had a guy who was dressed up as Twisty. Is that the is that the clown from American Horror Story season three or four or whatever it was? Was his name Twisty? I think. Sounds about right. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, they had a guy dressed up as him, and they had, their kids were dressed up as clowns. It was it was really cool. Their his wife was, I, I don't think his wife was dressed up as a clown. She was dressed up as something else. I think like like uh, Sally or something like that from Nightmare Before, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, and then the neighbors across, you know, diagonal from us, they had theirs in this giant like graveyard with skeletons and stuff. It was really cool. And our next door neighbors had their yard all, all done up too. So, and up and down the street, there were several houses. So it, it, we attracted a lot of people in the neighborhood. So it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a good Halloween for sure. Joe, I, I I saw your costume. Now, before you tell me what costume it was, uh, uh, let me take a guess. Uh, We're, Zombie Apocalypse, and you were, uh, it, was it from uh, Dawn of the Dead? Were, were you like a... It, it wasn't that specific. It's, we were having a Halloween party, and the theme was um, zombies or, you know, virus breakout. And I Got was it. just a, uh, one of those renegade police officers, not the incompetent ones, 
but the the good ones that actually go around you know hunting and killing the zombies so that's you, you had the syringes all, you had the syringes yeah, yeah. right yeah and i had a bunch of patches and stuff on the back that said like you know uh zombie crew and outbreak uh group and stuff like that so yeah, I, d- I didn't see the back of it, but I, I saw the front end. So you, you did a you did a good job because I knew exactly. I said that's zombie apocalypse right yeah. there. Cool. And I would like to thank the fine people in China from Wish dot com that made that costume possible. What? <laughs> you got it. You I got I, it from I, Wish. I got I got what? a flak jacket. I got um, it was the a good uh, costume. The tactical uh, like shirt and the camouflage pants and. The gun and like everything, all the patches and everything, everything was from Wish.com. I just had to order it back in like August. Well, you got lucky because a lot of things from Wish look, they don't look so great when you get them. No, this, this was, it was fantastic legit costume. Yeah. 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 It looked good, Joe. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we had our, uh, fantastic promo with the Ugly Mug Coffee House that did the Cinescare drinks and it was mutually beneficial according to steve and emily nalbantian from the ugly mug they uh had a lot i know that when i went there the second weekend of the promo there were there was a little girl who ordered her cinescare style and there were several people there ordering there and i'm standing there in line listening to people say i want the cinescare style and uh getting their stickers and everything i would just stand there like yes so it was it was fun and uh but it it definitely we had a great month uh where the show is growing and so we want to thank all of you out there listening and telling your friends about it please 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 if you enjoy the show Uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. We're we're actually on Facebook Podcasts now, though I'm not sure how you rate it. I'm not. I I didn't even know there was a Facebook podcast. Yeah, I didn't know either. Yeah, is that really Meta? What does that mean? Meta podcast. Facebook changed their name to Meta. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, it's called it's Facebook Podcasts, but it's it, it. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's really complicated how you link everything together. So I, I, I still have to figure out. I'm afraid that it might be linked to my author page rather than the Cinescare page, but I've got to figure that out. I don't know. Um, it looks pretty cool when you uh, press play. It's got like the little background going, and oh, it does. You know, yeah, yeah. It's it's got like this. Uh, like every time you talk, uh, it kind of like vibes. It's got this like vibration thing going. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I, I've got to check it out. I I know I I get notifications that say a new episode. You know, the new episode is up on Facebook or whatever, and it usually comes about the same time it la- launches on you know nationally or whatever. So anyway, uh, so in the last couple of weeks, of course, we do have a theme this week. But uh, before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about what everybody has watched. I know. Uh, we just finished, we just finished Shocktober. So I didn't watch a whole lot after Shocktober, but however, we recorded the Tuesday before Halloween. So that still leaves a few days that I did watch some movies. Um, so I'll just start us off with movies. I watched the, on the, the 26th, I watched it follows. It was a rewatch and that is, I had only seen it once. I've never done a revisit on that one. It's such a good movie. It's God, so it's good. good it's so good, Matt. It's yeah. so good. 
just the beginning uh, when that what that girl comes out of the house, and it's the music kind of reminds me a little of, a little bit of Halloween. Like it goes mm-hmm. ding 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 ding. Oh, it's such a great beginning. Yeah, it's definitely John Carpenter, you know, inspired, and it. But it's it's a sort of a slasher in a way, but it's it's definitely an update on it. Not, I guess it's not really a slasher, but it's it's got that vibe because it's teenagers, you know, and they're having sex, and then they, you know, they they're they'll they'll die if they have sex. It's the same concept as most '80s slashers. It just doesn't go about it in a. There's no, there's no, you know killer like jason or michael or whatever but i really i i loved it i thought it was i i I liked it even better on rewatch than i did the first time i saw it 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 was really i just there were so many cool scenes like i there was a scene for instance where the main girl goes to a park and is is sitting on the swings at a park and she's just looking off into the woods and nothing happens there but it's just that shot of the woods that just that are are through trees looking into town or whatever. It just it's just got such a great setup for it, and and it, it, if you think too hard about it, the concept is like doesn't make a whole lot of sense or whatever. But but it's not you know it's 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 it, it doesn't need to be thought about like that. You know you just take it for what it is on the on its own terms, but. Uh, Wait, I, uh, what, what, one question, Matt, because because yeah. when when people watch It Follows, like you think it's like, how can I get out of this scenario? So if you were in that scenario, say like you had sex with somebody and it's kind of like a disease where it's like now that person's on you. How would you get out of that? What 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 would you do to get out of that scenario? Well, to survive. I, one, I was having a conversation with my brother about this, my brother, Scott, and he he said, you know, ultimately when you think about it, it's kind of the dumbest concept because all you have to do is, is like go to England, you know, and you, and that, how long will it take that thing to get to it? You know, but, but at the same time, like, well, you can't have a movie where it takes two years for a a creature to swim all the way to England or whatever. So it, it doesn't work in that way. But, but, and of course who can just move to England? You know, you can't just move there. You can't just move overseas without, you know, and in the meantime, while you're waiting for your visa or, or whatever it is, even if you travel there, you got to find something to do. It's just not that easy. And it, of course, that would be a horrible movie too. Everybody like moves and twenty know. minute segment of you just sitting yeah. in the clerk's office waiting for your paperwork <laughs> exactly. to go through. <laughs> and then really, you could do that about any horror movie. You'd be like, why don't they, you know, on Halloween, you know, it's like, why don't they just drive out of town? <laughs> okay, but. <laughs> That kind of defeats the purpose of having a movie, you know, or in a haunted house movie. Why don't they just move? You know, they, okay, well, but I, uh, if I were to do it, I don't know. I would try probably if I was in that scenario, probably do something like that though, where I would find a way to move overseas and, um, do you, you know, cause do you, even do if, you think, do, do you think it like it could actually swim or walk? You know, like I, I know it walks, but can it go through the ocean? Does it just, silently go through the ocean or yeah i don't know i don't yeah, know how, i mean it would have to because it, it doesn't it didn't it, want to go into the water in, in the pool mm. at the end of the film 
So, so that's something to take. That's true. Yeah. So moving to England, would that defeat it? I don't know. But of course you're dealing with a bunch of teenagers and they're just like, they don't know what to do. You know, I mean, we have the benefit of being the people watching the movie. They're in the middle of it. But I, I mean, I, I guess the solution would be just to have sex with as many people as you can and, and then hope that (laughs) they continue to do it. I, the, the one kid had actually had the right idea. He had sex with, um, uh, a prostitute right and then the idea would be that 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 she the rest of the night has at least a, a few more times so then there there's some buffer there but uh, aside from that i don't know joe did you have something snarky to say no i did not <laughs> <laughs> right joe joe's coming in hard <laughs> uh but anyway i love that movie and yeah. i watched castle of blood which was a 1964, uh, I think it's Italian film about a writer. He, this writer accepts a wager that he cannot spend the night alone in a haunted house, a haunted castle actually on Halloween night. Um, and once, and then he can't make it through the whole night. And, he de- and so once he gets there, he he finds that the castle is haunted and that the ghosts there will interact with you, but they're kind of living through the same night that they died and and the same scenarios keep happening. It, it, it's a very interesting film. Um it was it, I thought it was I thought it was really good. So I really enjoyed that. Castle of Blood was that one. And then um and we had an airplane go over. But uh, then I watched Let the Right One In, which was another revisit. And I love that movie. I just think it's fantastic. Have you guys seen that one? Yeah. Let the the, right one the in. remake or the original? The, the remake is called Let Me In. but no, Oh, the, that's the, right. The, the original Let the, Let the Right One In. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah which both. is, I think it's a Swedish movie, I think, or something like that. And it, it's fantastic. I love that movie. Uh and then I think Michelle had not seen it before, so so we watched that. Then on the 29th, I didn't have a whole lot of time because we had our it was my anniversary, so and we had plans that night. So we I the only thing I was able to watch I actually watched at school. Uh, we watched an episode of the Twilight Zone, which was Terror at twenty thousand feet 20, or whatever. Feet. Yeah, yeah. William Which, um, Shatner. I was I was able to blow the kids' minds telling them that that guy is Michael Myers, and they were all like, "What?" And so I explained <laughs> that that you know his his face is the mask that they they used uh, for the Michael Myers mask. They um, didn't the 30... know th- those kids didn't know that. No, they didn't. And but uh, you know because Michael Myers is big right now because the movie just came out, they all were like, sure. "What?" And then they were all sitting there watching it, and every every few minutes, one of the kids would be like. Oh my God, it does look like Michael Myers. Look, you see him like that, you know. That's cool. Um, yeah. And then on the 30th, I revisited Trick or Treat, which is a yearly tradition for me. I love that movie. Absolutely love that movie. Never seen it. Oh my God, Mark. Yes. The, that, should really? been, that should have been on your list. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a, I, a, I, I've heard it's good. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's an anthology. Great anthology. I, it's a great, oh, it's I an anthology? Yeah, it's, I think it's the best anthology I've ever seen, and I love the way he does it because all the stories sort of better than Creep Show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh, I yeah. love it. What? Yeah. 
yeah, it's my favorite anthology. I I love Creepshow too, but that's how good this one is. And oh it's, damn! It's it ties together all the stories. That, it doesn't really have a wraparound story. They it's a bunch of stories that tie together, and but they tie together in a similar way to like how Pulp Fiction ties together. Almost, you know, the the all the stories, the 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 different people in each story interact. It's all set on Halloween night in this little town, and. There's how many stories, Joe? Is it four or five? It's four. Yeah, and they all sort of interact with each other at different times, and each story is sort of told out of sequence, and so you get to see something happening in the background that was part of a story you had just watched. So it was really cool. I, I enjoyed it, and then something that happens in the first story doesn't come back until the end of the movie. You see what happened, and it, it's really it's. I I think before next time you should watch it. Mark. It's, okay. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, great cast, and the story on that one is such a frustrating one to me because there, when I watched, I believe it was Halloween Six on DVD or on VHS, actually. Maybe it was, maybe maybe it was H two O. Yeah, I think it was H two O. They had a. No, it wasn't that. I can't remember now. Anyway, they but what some movie that I watched it was a horror movie. They had a promo on the DVD for Trick or Treat that it was going to be a big release and everything. And then it got shelved. Like the studio for some reason, the head of the studio that um that wanted Trick or Treat gave it to Greenlight moved on, I believe. I don't know the whole story, but I think he moved on and the guy who took over didn't like it, and so it got shelved. But because it had been promoted already and, and a trailer had been released and everything, there were a lot of people who were like dying to see the movie. And so eventually it was released, I think, on in limited release in like festivals and stuff. And then it went straight to video. But it's amazing. It's fantastic. It, it, and there, I believe there's always rumors. There's always rumors that that he's going to do a, uh, a second part. But uh, this director also did Krampus that came out a few years ago and I can't remember what else. I think he's, he's done a couple things. Um, but I think his name is Doherty, I believe. And I, I, he's done a, actually, I think something that was, um, surprising to me. If I can look him up real quick, let me see. He did Krampus. Oh yeah. Trick or treat two is in development. Oh, he did, uh, Godzilla King of the monsters. Oh, so, no kidding. Yeah. I actually like that one. So he's 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 really yeah, he's, but he also did uh, or he was a writer on X Men Two and a writer on Superman Returns, which was ooh yeah. Oh, well, Superman Returns was horrible. Well, X Men Two wasn't too bad. Well, when he has complete control of his movies, it's he's a bit like a more brutal uh, Tim Robbins. Not not yet. No Tim huh? Robbins. No, no, that's the actor. That's the actor. Who's the, oh no? Who's the guy who did uh, Sleepy Hollow and everything? Um, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Oh, <laughs> he's like Tim a he's like a more brutal Tim Burton. Tim okay. Robbins is Andy Dufresne from Shawshank <laughs> Redemption. And then on Halloween night, I watched Poltergeist. So actually, we played it. We I had a projector and we played it outside uh, for the during Tuesday Halloween. Night. During Halloween, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So anyway. That was what I watched uh, on actually on my Shocktober. Joe, what, what was what? What did you watch for the remainder of that week? 
I'll go quick because it's nothing we haven't handled before. But I just I watched Evil, the original Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and Army of Darkness. I, I guess I never really watched it that close and realized that Evil Dead Two, the first fifteen minutes, is basically a summarization of the first one because it always kind of wondered why why would Ash bring another girl to the same cabin in the middle of the woods and it's almost like a (laughs) it's like a reboot almost yeah exactly yeah it is a reboot it was was because of the studio or the licensing or something they didn't own the movie right yeah he didn't even own his own movie but um so anyway it's if you haven't seen it you should go watch it it's a great trilogy it's a must and matt as you will attest uh the remake of evil dead is fantastic as well yeah i loved it and then on i was about to say christmas eve uh on Halloween, I finally got around to watching the 1983 film Angel, which is terrible. Oh, yeah. Um, It was one of those boxes I always saw on the shelves in the VHS rental stores. Is that marketed as horror? Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, Because of the fact that there's a serial killer in it who's killing all of these prostitutes in Las Vegas or uh, Los Angeles. And uh, it's about this girl who's a high school student by day and then a prostitute by night. And she's being chased by a serial killer throughout downtown Los Angeles. Uh, It's terrible. I remember having these big expectations of it when I was some high school kid. Like, uh, I don't even want to rent this because if my folks see the cover when I bring it home, I'm going to get yelled at or something. So here I am all grown up. And I watched this, and I, what a waste of time! So, it's a great cover, though, Joe. I mean, I, oh, I remember, yeah. I remember being like, it was back in grade school, whatever. You see it, you, it's like it's uh, split what, right down the split middle, split right down the middle, and you got this school girl in a uniform, like Catholic school girl uniform, yep. and then the other picture, she's freaking a prostitute, and it's hot. It's, and you it's know what? hot. There's <laughs> probably a similar cover. In that same video store, but it's behind the beaded doorway. Yeah. You know, where all the adult films are. (laughs) That one's probably a better film than what I watched. That's so funny, Joe, because I was was going to watch that movie because I saw that cover on... I I think it was TikTok. I was was just going through TikTok and it showed up as going, oh my God, I remember that. And then Joe watched it. I was like, what a quinkadink. Yeah, I saw uh, it on... I saw it... Is it on Amazon or... Yeah, it's, yeah, I saw it on one of yeah. the streamers that we're using. So. I still kind of want to watch it. It's kind of on my to do. Help yourself. Help I, yourself. Mark. <laughs> Wait, that cover it's it's it burned into my brain. So, Mark, what did you watch? Two movies I want to talk about. One is Vampire's Kiss from 1988. Have you guys seen this movie with Nicolas Cage? No. Uh, yeah, long, long time. Ago. Long I probably time saw ago. it back in 1988. Yeah. Okay, so um, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, this. I know this is a cult movie. I know what I was getting into, but holy shit, Nick Cage is absolutely off rails here, and I believe is he's off rails here because it. This movie was came out exactly right after Moonstruck, with all the Academy Awards, and so I think like the director didn't know how to say no to Nick Cage, but this is like the first film he really went off rails. Uh, and uh, it's it's basically uh, this uh, Jennifer Beals in it. Uh, uh, he, he he's basically an accountant 
who uh, is uh, bit by a vampire who is Jennifer Beals, and he starts hallucinating that he's a vampire. And Nick Cage uh, eats live cockroaches. Um, he's he's just it's nonstop. Nick Cage, he's just screaming. He tortures his secretary about finding some documents throughout, like pretty much the whole entire movie. It's horrible acting, but it's so good that it's, or it's so bad that it's actually good. And um, I actually highly recommend uh, watching this movie, Matt. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun to watch, and I, I can see why it's it, it's a cult classic. And then. Um, the last one uh, I'm going to talk about is, uh, and I'm going to be really vague about this because I know Joe really wants to see this movie. Is no, last wait, night. wait, wait. Before you what? get to that, you did watch Nighthouse. So I did. You, I did watch Nighthouse. So, I did watch yeah, Nighthouse. We, we do need to talk about that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, it's uh, how can how can I explain this? Um, it, remember that one movie with Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford? What lies? What lies beneath? Beneath. beneath. Yeah. It it remind me a lot of that of that film. I mean, a little bit. I guess that they're on a lake, but uh, yeah. But it's it's like an art house ver- <laughs> version of that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's. Uh, I guess I, I guess I can see that a little bit. Yeah, but. yeah. No, no. It's 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 a great film. It's great acting. Um, what, what what's the name of that uh, delete actress's name? Um. Oh gosh. Let me look here. I've got it up here. Where did when did I watch? I watched. That, she's actually. she's fantastic. What what I really liked about this Rebecca film, Hall is her Rebecca name. Hall. What I liked about this film is just like the art direction and just uh, with the reverse of the house and how they did it and just yeah. the camera swooping around. Really, really good. Joe, the, Joe, Joe. What what was that one uh, part of the movie that that made you jump when she? goes outside to investigate some noises at nighttime and all of a sudden some people are running by oh okay yeah okay that 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 made you jump the one the one that got i don't want to say too much because it was so shy it was like surprised me but it went in the theater uh there was a jump scare that that really was effective to me and that was uh some music comes on at a certain point oh yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah yeah so um that that I really love. So we can officially make this. Yeah, it's certified. Miniscare certified. Excellent. It, it's certified. Excellent. Really, really good. Um, okay, so um, the last one is going to be Last Night in Soho. I'm going to be really vague because Joe hasn't seen this movie, and I know how much uh, Edgar Wright's movies uh, mean to him. Uh, so it's – I wrote it down, actually, so if it sounds like I'm reading something, I am because I don't want to ruin it for Joe. Um but it's Edgar Stab, uh, no pun intended, uh, for uh, the psychological thriller genre. And uh, you might say, if uh, you're familiar with Wright's work, such as Scott Pilgrim's Versus the World or Hot Fuzz and Baby Driver, uh, you pretty much uh, are aware of the detail he goes into with his films, especially with music and sound. Um, well, he doesn't let you down with this. Yeah, with his latest movie. There are times when I got goosebumps when he involved music with haunting sounds that seemed to go in one eardrum and out the other. Uh, some of Edgar's shots where he's always been uh, known for for uh, are stunning, just like panning uh, left and right and in, in zooming in and out. 
uh, absolutely electric. Um, just the, the textures and the colors just pop at you. Um, I, my daughter, uh, Dylan went with me because, uh, she's a big fan of Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim, uh, versus the world. And she did not know this was, uh, this kind of film. And, uh, uh, she was covering her eyes a couple of times. And at the end of the film, she looked at me and she's going, dad, was that a horror film? And then I looked at her, I, I said, yeah. And she says, I loved it. I loved it. Um, it's. It's the soundtrack. Uh, Jimmy O uh, last episode said that the soundtrack was uh, better than Baby Drivers. I disagree. I don't think it is. Um, but the music is so swelling and it just penetrates you in such ways that um, I'm buying the soundtrack, obviously. But this movie is is a definite see. Go in without knowing as least possible. It's it's completely worth it. Joe, I can't wait for you to see this because it is an orgasm for the ears, Joe. And I know you love listening with your ears. You're, I you're love gonna, your orgasms. Yes, yes. You're going like to be oozing out. Oozing out of the ears, Joe. I like listening with my nose. <laughs> I, I think I have leakage right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, Joe. It's... Oh, is it good? Is it good? Is it good? It's it's really fun to watch. Excellent. And the only other thing I wanted to say is that I have been watching, and I'm almost caught up. They they had their series or season finale, and I haven't watched that yet. But I've been watching American Horror Story for the first time in in quite a while, and this is, I think, maybe the best season of American Horror Story that I've seen, and definitely the best in a long time. So it's it's worth checking out if you're into that. It's split into two halves. So a lot of times what happens with American Horror Story, I think we talked about this when we talked about American Horror Stories, the series that was out this summer, um, but a lot of times what happens is that they kind of lose steam about midway through the season and they don't quite know what to do. They have a concept that works well for about six episodes and then if that and then it falls apart and they don't know what to do the last six or whatever episodes. Well, this, this one, this season is called double feature. So the first half of the season was one story and the second half of the season was a different story. So it, it was uh pretty good. It's I, I liked, I'm not done with the second half of the season yet. I like the first half better than the second half, but the second half's really good too. They're both strong. So definitely worth checking that out. And now that brings us to our theme for the week. And our theme is, and I'm wondering if Joe, I, 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 I'm I, not going to put any ideas in his head, but I wonder if we're going to have the John Denver song. Rocky Mountain but, uh, What is it? Rocky Mountain High or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it is the final destination franchise. And Joe, I know this was Joe's choice. We always take turns picking what our theme is. Joe, this was Joe's choice. But I, I want you to talk about why you chose it, why you love it. And it, so I want to set the scene a little bit, Joe. And that is, take me back, Joe. The first time you saw this, I, I'm thinking a little Joe in his footy pajamas, maybe, staying up late. His mom and what? dad let him, let him, uh, let him. <laughs> let him watch what? it late at night you know he's like mom can i just stay up Fi final destination is playing tonight can i just stay up can you please let me stay up and watch it and that was like your maybe your first like experience with horror or whatever right joe <laughs> i i really hate to 
burst your bubble on that, but this came out in 2000. I was 27 oh. when this movie came out. So. He's a grown man. I was, I was married. I, yeah. Then the footy pajamas would be a little strange. And asking your parents. Oh, I'm not, no, I still had footy pajamas, but I was grown up and moved out of the house and married. But, yeah. You know. Well, I, I guess asking your parents for permission to watch it then <laughs> was probably not the... No, anyway. I still do that. It's oh, you just, do? Yeah. Yeah, I was Can in my I stay own up house. Tonight? Can I yeah. stay up tonight? Yeah. So, Joe, what... what they what said it was you, okay. This, this is your theme, so take it away, Mr. Joe Jans. I, I saw this in the theaters for the first time uh, when it was released in 2000. I I thought it was a fresh concept, and little did I know how stale that concept would become over the next uh, 11 years with five total movies in this franchise. However, I never got tired of it. There's that one uh, movie where there's a group of kids and they somehow have a premonition of something terrible that's about to happen. And they they coincidentally cheat death. And then death has a chip on his shoulder and goes back and tries one at a time to pick those kids off. That just summarized all five of the movies in the franchise. It's like that episode of Three's Company where there's a misunderstanding. You know, it, it summarizes <laughs> absolutely everything. Yeah. But... At the time when this came out in 2000, it was an original concept. And it was, uh, honestly, I think the first one, I enjoyed it just because of the originality of the concept. However, after rewatching these five movies, the first one is by far my least favorite. Because, I, I think it's because they spent too much time laying out the groundwork on what the rules of cheating death were and, and how you could go about beating it uh, to stay within the franchise. However, once that was all established in the first movie, the sequels, they didn't even have to bother with that. So then it was just a series of how can we make more creative kills? How can we throw in some really great computer special effects and kill these kids in a more creative way? And it was, I was like a kid in a candy store with this. Uh, they kept surprising me around every turn. Matt, you looked like you had something to say. Do you have a an order of your favorites? I would probably say that I liked the third one the most, but that's just because Mary Elizabeth Weinstead's in it, and I have a soft spot in my heart for Ramona Flowers. I. I would have said, well, I would have said the exact same thing. And it, I, not only for Ramona Flowers, but I, I like her in general in anything I've seen her in. I think she's great. I, I loved her in, uh, what was it, Cloverfield? And, and, uh, who does and, she? Mary Elizabeth Weinstein. Why does that sound so familiar? Who is that? She was actor. in the remake of John Carpenter's The Thing. She was the yeah. main character. No, I didn't see that one. You, you've and, seen... Well, she was in part three. You saw that she's the main you girl saw... in part three of Final Destination. Oh, Scott is she? Pil Scott yeah. Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, that's her. She's yeah. Ramona Flowers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, that I would actually I'd say that probably would be my favorite one too. Not just for her, but that's part of it. But I also liked the third one, I think, best. Part three uh, part three's your both of your favorites? Yeah, yeah part it's a three, James Wan one. Uh I was it James Wan who directed that? Yep. Yeah. 
He no, did the it's, first it's one. Not, it's not James Wan. It's James Wong. Wong. Yeah, Wong. yeah, yeah. He did the first one and the third one. Yeah. And then oh. uh, David Ellis did numbers two and four. Who, who was uh, Joe... Who was Jimmy's friend? Jimmy said that he had a friend who worked on this. What what was his friend's name? Do you remember? No idea. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that three would be my favorite. And then probably five. Then one. And then, I don't know. Probably oh, so, two. So, so five. Because I remember when you finished uh, four, you said, all right, one more to go. And you're like, oh, boy. Well, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I'm parsing it a little bit. I'm, 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 you know, I'm just what my favorite of these. I, I honestly mm-hmm. don't care for this this uh, franchise very franchise. much. I, I, I liked the first one okay when I first saw it. But then I now, but I, I don't really care for the franchise that much. But but I, I would say that, you know, if you asked me to put them in order, that would probably be my order. I, I think I, I, I didn't mind five so much and I liked the way it ended. Just to catch everybody else up at home, if you hadn't seen them, I, I've already sort of given you the formula for these movies. But the first one takes place on a f- airplane to France and the airplane explodes. The second one, there's a girl that has a premonition about a highway accident that her and her friends are supposed to get on, and she dodges death there. The third one, uh, it's a roller coaster disaster. The fourth one, of course, is the NASCAR event uh, with the gargantuan car crash, which I got to say, it's 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 not my favorite. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but it is fun to watch. It's yeah go ahead Joe. the last one is uh there's like a business retreat where all these uh people that work in the same office they all get on a bus and they're about to drive over a bridge and all of a sudden the bridge starts falling apart so that's that's one through five yeah (laughs) yeah and they're all really it's funny because normally franchises try to branch out and do other stuff but really this franchise Pretty much. I mean, they they add a few little wrinkles. Like three had the whole camera thing, and mm-hmm. uh, they had a few wrinkles. But generally, it's the same exact plot every time. I think it was number three that when they did the home video DVD version for the release, the DVD actually came with a choose your own adventure. Yep. So you could watch this movie as a choose your own adventure and there would get to be certain parts in the movie where it would stop and it would ask you do you want to you know get on the roller coaster or do you want to turn around and get on a different ride and you could actually choose with your dvd player which version you wanted to go see and i mean eventually there's no sequence that doesn't end up with everyone dying right yeah it's um... still fun to interact I actually found out about that, and I actually bought uh, uh, Final Destination 3. Um, it's right over there just because of that, because I loved Choose Your Own Adventure uh, books. And when I found out about that, I, I had to get it. It was, it was $3.99, so I had to get it. So, And I also bought uh, the Final Destination uh, 4 for $2.99. And, uh, yeah, because um, it had 3D glasses, and so I had to watch uh, that in 3D. Rewatching it 3D. The, the, it, so the version that you got had was in 3D. Yeah, yeah. It it, it came with the uh, the uh, the glasses. It came with two glasses actually. Did it work well? 
Eh, no, no, it didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it was one of those flimsy like uh, paper ones with the red and the blue. Put it on. Some things a little bit popped out, but I mean, it just kind of changed the colors, and it was like CGI with the with the three D. So it 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 wasn't as impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm I was upset about that, but um, yeah, uh, I I got uh, Final Destination Destination Part Three, and uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to do the Choose Your Own Adventure because I love Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah, the um, you know the the three D. Uh, I I bet because that what what year would this movie have come out? What which one? Uh, the part four part three. came out, or which which one was the one that you got part, that had the? Th- uh, part four came out with the three D, and actually okay. part five was three uh, D also. So um, what year would those have come out? I, let me look. Actually, uh, I have it right here. Part good four is two thousand nine. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and then part five is 2011 and that 11. makes sense because that was around the time that panasonic or sony or somebody they were trying to push 3d televisions flat you know flat screen t- televisions i think they were probably plasma screen at the time or whatever but yeah. they were really pushing 3d at the time and it was, it was right after like avatar like came out and that's when the 3d really started right. to like get pushed and all that it's like why not have final destination there were a lot 3D. of movies that had a 3D version, but then they started trying to push the t- 3D TVs, and the, it never really took oh, off. So that's now, you, right? That's right, man. You can't you can't get a 3D television now. Uh, no, by the way. so I don't know if you would want it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No. Well, there there aren't a, there aren't that many uh, there aren't that many movies that are 3d that you can get anymore. So that was kind of a trend that was late 2000s, early to t- 2010s i think oh, Mid- oh yeah clash of the titans 3d was phenomenal let me no it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember after avatar and all the 3d movies came out and my brother and i uh went to see clash of the titans going 3d clash of the titans is gonna be phenomenal no no you know bad. you know what movie had a really good 3d and that was uh world war z it was a stout that was the best 3D that was the best 3d i've seen Wait, World War Z was 3D? They had it. You could, you know, there were certain movies you could get. You had to go to a certain theater, right, that had the 3D version. You, you could get it in standard or you could watch it in 3D. I had you know? no idea or else yeah. I would have seen that in 3D. Really? Did you see yeah. it in 3D? Or? And I, I did. And I and it was it was the best I've ever seen. I don't care Holy for 3D shit. myself because I think it, I feel like it just distorts the picture too much for me. But that sure. was the best I've ever seen. It was really fantastic. Oh, so. my God. I wish I would have known that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, Mark, what would be your order of favorites of Final Destination? Uh, apparently, I'm in the minority because uh, uh, Part Three was my least favorite. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, uh, actually, the Final Destination Part Four was my favorite. Um, <laughs> um I, I just yeah, like that the was, kill. I think that was my least favorite. Well, I, 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 I kind of figured that. I kind of figured that. I don't know. It's, it, it's, it. The character is a little campy, a little bit over the top, but I I, I really enjoyed uh, the deaths in uh, part four with the pool scene, with his insides getting sucked in and out the the thermostat. Um, 
but I will say that part four with the race, uh, uh, the racing track scene, uh, you know, uh, was, NASCAR. Yeah, NASCAR was my least favorite of all the beginnings. That was my least uh, favorite because that was just over the top. Uh, some of the kills were um, kind of cartoony, but uh, with the <laughs> with with the mall and the movie theater and it blowing up and everyone's wearing 3D glasses, I was just having a great time watching that film. I, I so that that was my favorite. Well, actually, Mark had a pretty good idea that for, and I didn't do this because I I really can't remember all the kills. But Mark uh, wanted to you guys to do a top your what was your your top five top kills five yeah, top kills. five kills Joe what was your I top five kills uh actually Mark already mentioned one of them my number five is from uh Final Destination 4 which is the guy getting trapped at the bottom of the pool yeah. because the the vacuum pump goes off the rails and just sucks him down and sucks his intestines out through his anus <laughs> into the uh the pump for the for the pool that's my number five. Yeah. Mark, Mark, do you want to do your number five next then, too? Yeah, my number five is uh, the gymnastics uh, uh, death win. Because it did, just with all the, because what, what Final Destination is, basically, is, in my opinion, it's, it's like a mousetrap uh, board game. Remember the mousetrap board game where, you know, you get the, the marble and it would go down the chute and it would trigger other things and... It, to catch the mouse at the end of the at you know the base of the board, I mean that's what I always thought Final Destination to be. It's you know it's it's how you know these characters can be uh, killed in different innovative ways, and I I, I so I, that's just yeah gymnastic dancing uh, was great with the screw on the balance beam and she misses it and then you know I mean. Just talk about, you know, like what really triggers Final Destination deaths, and that's water dripping, right? <laughs> like how many yeah. how, how many deaths in, in this franchise started with uh, water drippings? Yeah, well, it's all it's 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 a not just a mousetrap. It's a they call it a Rube Goldberg machine. And that's what each of these is, is that like they said it's a, a Rube Goldberg machine is a whole series chain of events that happens like you roll a, a marble down a trail that that tips over a little guy that knocks over something else that s- spins a wheel and then that knocks something else and and so all of the a lot of the made a lot of the deaths not all of them but a lot of the deaths are basically sort of a, a mini rube goldberg machine but um so uh what was your four joe uh, my number four was from Final Destination 2 when the sort of cocaine-addicted guy gets um, sliced into a couple of pieces by a fence that had exploded out on the farm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was part four, too, right? Yeah. No, that was that part was five. two. Two? Were yeah, the, it was part two. And the two. little squares of him go sliding out? No, 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 no. Oh, it's the barbed no, wires. Um, Right, the barbed wire fence oh, that yeah. went through when they yeah, were out yeah, on yeah. the farm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was Mark, my number four. <laughs> that was your four too. That was my four too. <laughs> All right, Joe, three. Okay, and then my number three is the gymnast from part five. There we go. All right, then my my number three was the bus hitting the girl in the original because that scared the shit out of me. 
That, and that would be my number one. That, that was your number one? Believe it or not, that started off um, a trend for horror movies, that one scene, because they did a, a, a test reaction. You know, remember in the commercial, just going, you need to see this movie, and then there would be like a, a nightlight on the audience, and you would see the reaction, and everybody would be screaming and jumping. I believe that was the first one was in Final Destination. That's what really popped off this uh, series. Yeah, it's almost become a cliche now. Yeah, know. yeah. I, I believe Final Destination was the one to actually do that. Uh, okay, number two, Joe? My number two is from number two. The kid, after he goes to the dentist to get his uh, teeth worked on, he goes walking outside and he scares a bunch of pigeons that are outside <laughs> that fly up and... I uh, shake a giant plate of glass loose and just crushes that kid on on the. Oh, I've rewatched that scene more times than I care to admit. Uh. <laughs> Mark, uh, my number two is the log barreling down through the windshield in part two. Um, it's it's so graphic and it's so well done because it's it's the one with the sheriff. It's at the very beginning. And it's the huge lock just going right through the windshield. And you just see a mist and spray of blood going through the back uh, back window. It's it's glorious. It's absolutely glorious. And it tell me that when you're like driving down a highway and you see uh, one of those trucks with those logs, like you don't get out of the way. I mean, it, it's, it scares the hell out of me. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, was that number two? Yeah, that was, that was number, number two. two. And Joe, you're number one. I'll put a drum roll in here, but my number one, and this is new for me after rewatching all of these, my number one are the two girls in the tanning bed from part three. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good just one. horrific. Oh, I, that's custom. Yeah, I I would say, having uh, been in a tanning bed. Yeah, I would that's say just that scary the, as hell. I would say that the bus in part one would be number one for me, just because. It really took me by surprise when it happened, and th those that kill always. Anytime I see it, it usually takes me by surprise. But it took me completely by surprise when it happened. But I would say that right, very close behind would be the tanning bed kill. Too. I I I have been in a tanning bed <laughs> after watching that movie. Yes, I've been in a tanning bed a couple of times. Uh, that I, every time I close that tanning bed, man, it scares the shit out of me because <laughs> it's, it's, it's what I always think about. It's like, am I going to die in that? Um, uh, my number one, um, is the racist being dragged down the street, burning alive. It <laughs> was great. That yeah. cracked me <laughs> yeah. up. That Absolutely was, cracked me up. It's my favorite kill because he's so over the top. Um, it's it's the first time uh, the N word is uh, is in the film, and uh, this is yeah, this is in part four, and I was just like, man, when he when he said, it, I was like, man, that is so inappropriate, and of course, you know, a racist is inappropriate, and right when uh, he said that, I was going, man, I can't wait for this son of a bitch to die, and when he dies, it's it's a really satisfying death, it it really is. All right, so, well, I guess that is all we have to say about that, about uh, the Final Destination franchise. This is a 
a light dive into Final Destination franchise. Very but, light dive. But Skim we do, on the surface. Yeah, but after the last two episodes, two hours each, yeah. I think we all needed a little uh, break from the deep and hard. And I think we have a couple episodes coming up that are going to be a little deeper and harder. Uh, but that does... <laughs> what? <laughs> what, Joe? Matt? Uh, well, I have a feeling I know what you're next. What you're the yeah. next one to pick, and I know what yours is going to be. And there's a lot of movies to watch in that. So, a lot. If, especially when you consider all the sequels that they have. So, uh, it Lost Boys. We could, well, no, no, he, no he's going to oh. be Mark. I believe. Go ahead and say what. What's your choice going to be for next time? We're diving deep and hard in the universal cinema of classic horror films. That means Dracula, The Mummy. The Wolfman, Bride of Frankenstein. Um, we, I mean, even them probably. Giant ants. Um, yeah. We're, we're Young gonna... Frankenstein. No, Joe. <laughs> no, we did that. Um, no, because I'm really excited about that because I I haven't seen hardly any of those films except um, The Invisible Man. So I'm very 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 excited to go into this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's going to be a good one. And I think we will have a lot of movie, uh, uh, trivia to, or I, I, never mind. Anyway, let's move on to the final destination trivia game that I have put together. This is going to be so bad. Now, Joe, I want you to know that these rules. Yes, Matt. The, the, uh, the, the directions I have for this might be a little complicated, Joe. So what I'm going to do is this. Do you have an Etch-A-Sketch that you could illustrate this out for us? <laughs> it's not I have a, I have a I'll mural. get that. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do this time is I'm going to read a question, and you guys chime in with your name, and whoever says their name first is the person I'll call on, and then you can answer, and if you get it, you hang, get it. Hang on. So my... Name is my my buzzer. Is that your name? How yeah, we're your doing? Name it? is All right. your buzzer. Yeah. And so you ask a question, and if I know the answer, I say my name. And then if you call on me, if I said my name before Mark says his name, then I get the opportunity to say you what bastards. I think the answer is. You bastards! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there will be no old McDonald had a farm playing huh. or any of that but, kind of stuff. No. I'm so not used to this, but let's I give it a shot. Yeah. I apologize for, for going deep in Hartford, the Halloween trivia. You guys scared the shit out of me saying these guys were masters of the universe. So I went deep and hard. I should have gone lighter. I no, it was, it was fantastic, Mark. Was fantastic. I don't know that I could do this trivia without some sort of illustration or drawing, Matt. So, well, but you're we'll see what we can try. do. Bastards. You're going to have to try. All right. So, final destination I'm not trivia. Going five. Number Number one, the original idea for Final Destination. Mark, 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 Mark. Mark. Uh, the X-Files. That is correct. Yes. yes. The, the question was going to be the original idea for Final Destination was intended to be an episode of which TV show? Very Let's good. go, baby. Number two. Several of the characters in Final Destination were named after Mark, 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 Mark. Yes? Uh, Hitchcock? Right? All right. Okay. 
Okay, and um, Alex Browning was um, after the director of the original film Dracula, Todd Browning. Okay, that's good. I was just going to ask for two. Uh, Agent Shrek was Max Shrek from uh, uh, Nostradamus. He's got all the answers written down. I know, I know. Nostradamus. All right, all right, all right. right. Okay, we'll we'll move on. You, you got that point. So that did you just give Mark all the questions in advance, or? I did not. I did not. He seems Sorry. to have all the answers like, know, right in it, front of him. I well, know. I, I was ready to go deep and hard, man. <laughs> all right. So Mark has two points. Joe has one. Now, each of the next questions. Did you just points, say I have one point? No, yeah, he doesn't Mark have one point. He has zero. Sorry. Or Joe has none. No, no I, I have two. Yeah. Joe. Mark has two. Joe has none. Okay. But the next questions will go, each be worth 10 points. And they were just, no, I'm just no, no, you don't. all right. Number three, the body count of Final Destination was what? The first, one. uh, Mark, 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 Mark. I, I'm not gonna look at my notes because I already have it down. Um, I think it's 287. Mm, no, oh, damn it. Uh, is this closest without going over? Uh, sure. Then I'll say one. You would be wrong because it was 287 plus five. So it would oh. be because there were five deaths, but 287 on the plane. So okay. that would be 292. Oh, yeah. 287 died on the plane. Correct. Right. Yeah. Number four. How does the last person die at the end of Final Destination? One. Joe. Mark. Joe. A giant sign comes unhinged and knocks and kills him that way. Lighted Hooray! sign. Joe gets one. Yes, I'm on the board. The sign swinging down on him. Although we don't literally see him die, but no, he dies. Uh, name the artist and song that accompanies the deaths in FD. Uh, Mark. J- Mark. Uh, uh, John Denver, Rocky Mountain High. Yes. Uh, number six, the Stony Brook Institution sanitarium that Clear places herself in in part two is the same sanitarium used in the opening of which movie? Uh, Mark, part Mark. five. <clears throat> I didn't say Final Destination movie. I just said which movie. Uh, oh. Joe. One yeah. floor over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. It would be Halloween Resurrection. That was my other choice. Oh shit! Really? Yep. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, uh, that uh, the actor in uh, part uh, three was in Halloween Resurrection. The lead actor was in Halloween uh, Resurrection. The one at the computer not doing anything. Huh. Yeah. Well, nice. Tidbit. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, number seven. Tony Todd, who appeared as a mysterious man in the coroner's office in the first two films, also appeared as an iconic character in which Mark, horror franchise? Mark, 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 Candyman. That is right. Is the answer Candyman? <laughs> Joe, think, you're on slow motion tonight. No, <laughs> no, he knew it. I think there's a lag. No, Joe knew it. He knew I thought it. you were going to ask me which, how many of the five movies was Tony Todd actually in. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Oh. Uh, okay, the next question could be worth two points if you get both, but it, at, at, you know, whatever, if you get both of them. Um, so, number eight. 
Tony Todd does not appear in part three. However, his voice can be heard Mark. in two scenes. Mark. Uh, that would be in uh, Final Destination 3. Uh, he was the announcer on in the amusement park. Where? In the amusement park, he was uh, he he was the announcer. He was on the speaker, right? For what? For Final Destination Part Three. I need more specifics. Joe, go ahead, Joe. Uh, he was the voice of the devil. Yes. Shit. And, and he, he, he is yeah, also ahead. the voice of the ride announcer for the roller coaster. Uh, no, it was he was the devil on the ride and uh, the subway is subway. Uh, oh, no. but you get right. one point, Joe. Well, uh, wait, wait, you, I, I did the other one. You didn't. You you said he was an amusement park voice. You didn't say I, I wanted it. It was he was the name it was of the, the voice, was of, the voice devil. of the devil. Oh, son of a bitch. The right. devil, the fruits no. of the devil. <laughs> Got That's it. Right. Number nine. Star of part three. Mary Elizabeth Winstead also appeared in several other horror films. Name one. Joe. Mark. Joe. The Thing. The Thing. Yep. Son of a... She was also in Death Proof, Black Christmas 2006 version, The Thing, The Ring 2, and 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, I didn't know she was in Ring 2. Yep. No, I'll have I to rewatch either. that. Number 10. Name the precipitating event in each of the five films in order, you have 10 seconds. Joe. Joe. I'm sorry. I'm uh, Joe, go ahead, Joe. What? That was the, the flight to France, the highway accident, the roller coaster, the NASCAR event, and the business retreat uh, on the bus on the bridge. Got it. Are you... What? That should be worth five points, actually. That's worth five points. That's not worth five points. No, it, you didn't say it was Joe's worth five points. Joe's ahead eight to five now. <laughs> That's not true. That's not worth five points. No, 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 no. And, and how did Joe just automatically just know that? I'm I'm a fan of the movies, Mark. No, this is no, this is this is this is rigged, man. Actually, Mark, if you remember, about ten minutes ago in the podcast, I said. As like a recap to everybody, what those events were. Do you remember that part? Were you, yeah. were you on the air with us? I don't know. <laughs> Number 11. Wait, what's the score? Joe is ahead 8 to 5. <laughs> are you kidding me? Go. Let's go. Let's go. Number 11. <laughs> having trouble bet. keeping it together now. Oh, oh boy. Number 11. <laughs> What is the number on the car that crashes on the speedway? Mark. Mark. 67? No. Joe. Is it closest without going over? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, 68? Well, you are closest without going over. It would be 666. No. Was it 666? Okay. Okay. Number 12. Which is the only Final Destination movie without a digit in its title? Mark. Joe. Mark. Uh, part four, The Final Destination. Yep. No. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then the last question. 
Alex Browning survived the first movie, but did not Mark, survive. Mark, 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 Mark. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Go ahead. He, he did not survive. He died from a falling brick. Very good. Excellent. That is the end of our trivia. And the winner is Joe, eight to seven. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes mark, our broadcast day mark has left the table <laughs> he's no longer here it's freaking rigged man it's freaking rigged give five you know points for that Good job, Mark. Uh, unfortunately, I did not. I was not able to get any prizes this time. But next time, I promise <laughs> you, uh, there will be a prize. We'll we'll do a re we'll do a a rematch next time for your Hollywood movie or uh, Universal movie monsters. No, we're not doing another one. I don't want Mark. Do Mark, if it helps at all, you're the first loser. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody lost ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> Of all the losers, you came in first. You came in first, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that does it for another week. And uh, please check out our sponsor, the ugly, or not, I'm sorry, not the ugly mug, the um, the oblongboxshop.com. Please check out our sponsor. They, uh, She has all kinds of clothes on her website that you're going to love, especially if you're a female. There's a lot of women's clothes. There are men's shirts and there's T-shirts and things like that, too. But there's some great women's clothes, great women's fashion, especially if you have a bit of a hip aesthetic, as we say. Um, hey, Matt, is there is there any way I could get some sort of discount at the Oblong Box Shop if yes. I order online? Yes, Joe. All you have to do is type in Cinescare 15 that is Cinescare, the number one, the number five, and you'll get 15% off at the Oblong Box Shop. So please go there. The Oblongboxshop.com is your final destination. Ooh, you see how I tied that in, Jeff? <laughs> wow. Wow. That was, was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, and uh, thank, I want to thank you all for, uh, like I said, telling everybody about our show and helping us grow this MFR. It's been uh, a good ride, and we've and October was a fantastic month for us. So please, please, please keep spreading the word if you enjoy this show. So uh, I guess until next time, we will see you later. Good night, everybody. It's rigged. Uh, everything's rigged. <laughs> Well, I I was ready to go deep and hard, man. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go, baby. Yes.